0: Vasishth Muni was keeping a cow so that he can perform the yajna sacrifice very nicely. And uh, then the sage king was there. He went there and he was very hungry. So he took some help from sage Vasishth, I am very hungry. Can you please help me? So Vasishth told, yes, I can help you. And the king was having an army. And surprisingly, Vasishth, although he was not expecting that uh, much help can happen, but he was able to prepare a sumptuous feast for his entire army. And Vishwamitra got surprised. What is this? This sage alone, he and his wife are there. And uh, such nice things they have prepared immediately. What is this thing? And uh, then Vashishtha told, no, actually I have this cow. Kamdhenu, Surabi cow. So there are some cows, spiritual cows, which can fulfill uh, all your desires, whatever edibles you want. All the wonderful dishes, no need to cook, arrange the ingredients. Immediately, they'll come out manifest from the cow. This is another science. So he was very shocked because such things we only hear in scriptures. But some powerful personalities like Pashishtha do possess them. So he was very surprised and he told, oh, this such wonderful cow, what the cow is doing in jungle. And uh, the king should have such cow, such a wonderful uh, thing it would be. And he told, Vashish, you please give it to me. I am the king. I need to enjoy. So Vashish told, I cannot give you. Please understand. I have to perform yagya. I need to keep cow. And then king told, he's not going to listen. A person becomes mad after material. Just imagine a cow which can produce whatever you want to eat immediately. Who would not like to possess? So then uh, uh, king told his soldiers forcefully, let us take the cow away. And although king was there with his army, soldiers, immediately the entire army came out and they defeated King's army, Vishwamitra's army. And Vishwamitra was shocked. My god, not just edibles. This cow can produce soldiers also. So, what is this? Living entities are coming, and they are soldiers, they start fighting. What is this science? So he was very surprised. And then he got to know that <laughs> that is why in the scriptures, the Brahmanas are given, are given higher position than the Kshatriyas. So, Brahmana is very, very powerful. But he does not display his power like that. Because he is interested, he can control everything and anything. Just like Bhagavata mentions example of who was he? Father of Maharaj Prithu, Vena Maharaj. So Vain Maharaj was an uh, atheistic king. So there was urgency of a king because his father, uh, he got disgusted with the child son he has got. And he told what kind of son I have produced. Then he went to jungle. So now there was some king required immediately. So the sages installed him on the throne. At least some ruler should be there. But then he was an atheist. He was telling, I am God. Don't do yajna for Krishna. You do it for me. And the sages were so powerful, simply by their words, they killed that king immediately. So such was the power of the Brahmanas. So Brahmanas are very, very powerful, but they are engaged in a very serious business uh, in the service of Krishna and for the welfare of entire society by engaging them in the service of Krishna. Brahmanas uh, guide the kings, rulers, and the rulers guide everyone. The through Vashyas, Shudras, everyone is guided. So in this way, entire civilization, society is directed towards self-realization, towards love of God. So Brahmanas, although they have tremendous power, they can control everything, but they do not use that. They don't have any time to engage this power in controlling and all that. So then he realized, so these Brahmanas are very, very powerful. My Shatriya power is nothing. Such big army I have, it got defeated like anything. And he did not use any personal power. Simply his cow has defeated me. So what to speak of this Brahmana? So then he told, I have to become Brahmana now. So if a person works hard, he can become a Brahmana. And human life is meant for becoming Brahmana. So what is Brahmana? We can say Vishwamita Kshatriya is becoming Brahmana now. He became eventually a Brahmana. So it is not by birth. Guna Karma Vibhagashaha. Just like an engineer can become a lawyer if he qualifies himself or a lawyer can become engineer by suitable qualifications. In a similar fashion, a person can become brahmana. It may take many, many lives, but if a person is wise, everybody who has got a human form of life, he you try to elevate as soon as possible to brahmana platform and transcend that to become a Vaishnava. Brahmana means brahma janati. He is able to understand himself that he is different from the body. Unless somebody is a Brahmana, he will not be able to realize that he is not the body. So he told, I will become Brahmana now. It is very, very important. And then I will become, so Vashisht has insulted me. I will become Brahmana as powerful, more powerful than Vashist, and then I would defeat him. So then he started practicing. Now, what you have to do to become Brahmana? So... Uh, Uh, The greatest difficulties are controlling material desires and anger. So Vishwamitra went into penance and uh, he uh, because how a person advances, how he has material beauty, material opulence, education, riches, it is by tapasya, by charity. So tapasya brings a person a lot of material advancement in life. So when a person starts doing rigorous tapasya, Indra becomes worried because Indra has done a lot of tapasya to get to that position. Just like here also, if you want any good job, you have to do tapasya, clear so many exams, study so much, similar thing. For elevation into higher bodies, there are some tapasyas which are recommended in the Vedas. So Indra thinks, so if he does tapasya, he will take my position, he will become Indra. If nobody is there, Indra will continue. So Indra then uh, wanted to disturb and uh, thus Indra sent some society girls from heavenly planets and they came and they started disturbing Vishwamitra and he got disturbed eventually. And uh, thus he fell for material desires. And then uh, again, he started endeavouring very, very hard. So Vishwamitra is a great example of perseverance. Even though you lose your spiritual status, again, you work very hard. So Srila Prabhuparathas, do not worry. Uh, you are working advancing in spiritual life there would be some setback in spiritual life also because spiritual life is a war against the illusory energy which is called maya so do not worry about the setbacks keep persevering start following the rules and regulations again so then vishwamitra followed and then anger came again he fell down so anger is very very dangerous immediately entire body becomes polluted uh with uh, tamoguna and otherwise also you know bad hormones are released and all the diseases and other things they happen in angry mood so it is the principle of ayurveda keep a very jolly happy mood and then you will avoid all diseases even modern science also agrees 90 percent of diseases are psychosomatic means they have their origin in mind there are very famous works describing the powers and intricacies of subconscious mind by which people are able to actually come out of some chronic diseases as well And Śrīla Prabhupāda also corroborated, yes, 90% of illness happens because of mind. But you need not now start studying some subconscious mind books because we are working at a much deeper level. Beyond mind is intelligence. Beyond intelligence is uh, soul. And we are working at that spiritual level. So it is much, much more powerful. And that is the root cause of all manifestations. So Vishwamitra became very much disturbed. He Once he fell down because of not able to control material desires, then he fell down because of inability to control anger. So these things are taking away all the peace from our life. No person's situation is taking away the peace. So I have some material desires, desires to enjoy my senses directly. So for that, I have to work very, very hard. And thus there is no peace in life. Why people are disturbed? Because they have to travel in local every day two hours three hours four hours and then you attend your college or attend your office work very hard and then such hard work disturbs the peace and then he's not able to spend time with the people he want to again there is disturbance of peace so why it is happening because of material desires so that if i don't have material desires, then there's no need for so much hard work but material desires are pushing me and then when desires are not fulfilled anger arises so thus, I'm not disturbed because of any other thing. I'm simply disturbed because of anger and material desires. So a person on the path of liberation, Brahmana is supposed to control these things, anger and material desires. So when we advance in spiritual life, then we realize that without anger, that with anger immediately we fall down on the spiritual status. However, a devotee can show anger And a devotee must show anger. This is very important. A person who is not on Bhakti Yoga, if he shows anger, then he will fall down. But a Bhakti Yogi in some specific cases for the service of Krishna, he has to show anger. Otherwise, he will fall down. So the scriptures are mentioning just like here you are reading. Anger is also doorway to hell. Lust, anger and greed. Three gorgeous gates to hell. But a devotee Bhagavatam mentions, if Krishna is being insulted or devotee is being harmed or insulted and he does not become angry, then he falls down on his spiritual platform because bhakti yoga is a process of directly engaging in the service of Krishna, relationship with Krishna. So a devotee has to show anger in such situations for uh, protecting the interest of Krishna, devotees or his movement. Otherwise, for himself, devotee also, should not uh, take any offense. Person is cursing him, abusing him, torturing him or even killing him. He always wishes well for his torturers, for his killers, for abusers, for anybody. That is that is the mood of a devotee. But as far as uh, other Vaishnavas or Krishna or his mission is concerned, if anybody is doing Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare, Hare. Hmm. Again disruption. Okay. So don't lose your calm. <laughs> don't get carried away by anger or other things. So let us continue. So for personal self, devotee does not take any offense. So this is not easy, is it easy? You will tell Prabhu, it is so difficult. How can we avoid anger? How can we avoid uh, material desires? So many desires are there, impossible to become desireless. Yes, it is virtually impossible. That is why an extraordinary kind of endeavor is required to control anger and material desires. And what is that? Now Krishna is going to explain. So Krishna very beautifully is explaining step-by-step the process of advancement. The first step is you start giving up the results of your activity. Don't become greedy to enjoy whatever you produce out of your actions. Then a person gets some sanity and mind becomes little purified and he's able to understand, cultivate transcendental knowledge. And when he advances in transcendental knowledge, then he has to do this thing, which Krishna is describing now at the end of fifth chapter, which Krishna describes elaborately in the next chapter. Sankhya Yoga. So what a person has to do now, now he has realized controlling anger is very, very important. He has advanced on the level of jnana. Now this process, what is that? Sparsham kritva bahir bayansh, chakshush traivantare bhruvoh, pranapanav samau kritva, nasabhyantaracharinav, yatendriya manobuddhir munirmoksha parayanah, bhaya krodho. What does it mean? Shutting out all external sense objects as we discussed previously. A person should not contact with any of the external senses. A person should not see anything. Person who is endeavoring to control anger and desire, should not see anything, should not hear. And uh, keeping the eyes and vision Concentrated between the two eyebrows. Suspending the inward and outward breaths within the nostrils. Thus controlling the mind, senses and intelligence. The transcendentalist becomes free from desire, fear and anger. One who is always in this state is certainly liberated. So shutting out all external sense objects. Very, very difficult. A person is not supposed to taste anything. He is not supposed to see anything, not supposed to hear anything. So how does it happen? Not immediately. Slowly a person has to reduce. So when he starts doing all this, this is called Ashtanga Yoga, Sankhya Yoga. Yam, Niyamasan Pranayam. If a person follows nicely under the guidance of spiritual master, slowly he is able to reduce the material desires. Initially, just like example is given of Dhru Maharaj, So he was just eating when he started doing tapasya. He was just eating some uh, leaves and grass. He was sustaining on this. And then he started eating in gap of few days. And then he stopped eating. He was just drinking water. And gradually he was drinking water in interval of few days or a week. And then he stopped drinking water. And uh, he was just living on breath. And then he advanced even further. He was breathing in an interval of a week or so. Then 12 days. Then increased it even more. And then he stopped breathing. So when he stopped breathing, the universal air started getting disturbed. And all the living entities started choking up. So just see this much power, a small Infinitesimal decimal jiva living entity wields that he can make the entire universe suffocate similarly Hiran Kashyapu when he was uh, doing similar tapasya so much fire started emanating from his head entire universe started becoming heated up by that fire so so much power this small spirit soul has got but because this body is covering that spirit soul all that power is covered that is not exhibited so the more a person advances on this spiritual path So all these powers are revealed gradually. Uh, So slowly a person is able to uh, not immediately, gradually a person reduces interaction with the sense objects, and then he shuts down completely all the external sense objects. And the eyes are closed, closing the eyes completely is not recommended. So many people these days, they uh, in the yoga practice, as I've explained before, they completely close the eyes. And, I also had some experience in this. I was practicing some other yoga in which two and a half hours, you have to completely close the eyes and meditate. So some people can meditate. Otherwise, most of the times people do fall asleep. So uh, then I noticed when we are doing this sadhana in a group, I noticed my instructor and uh, she was sitting in a very unique position with head hanging downwards and I thought, oh, wow, this is very unique meditation. What is this asana? I've never learned about it. (laughs) Maybe when I advance, they will teach me this also. And then I went to a different camp where you have to meditate for days together without talking, without speaking, without any even non-verbal contact communication, no communication at all. And uh, entire day you have to simply meditate, meditate and meditate. And there I saw many, many more people doing like this. (laughs) The head is hanging down. (laughs) I thought, oh, this is really, I should, I want to learn this. And eventually I realized that all those people were sleeping. (laughs) They could not even maintain an erect posture. So this is what happens when you close the eyes. uh, So that is why Krishna also is telling here and he will explain further in the next chapter Sankhya Yoga. So the eyes and vision should be concentrated between the two eyebrows like this and eyes should be half closed fully close means a person would fall asleep. There are chances. And thus mind is controlled, senses are controlled. You follow proper breathing process. There is a technique by which uh, controlling these airs within the body, a person is able to control his mind senses intelligence and the senses are also made silent by this process. And then a person becomes free from desire, anger, and also fear. So just see, we have so much fear. So this fear also can be controlled. Thus a yogi is fearless. Just imagine in the dead of night, in jungle, uh, where nobody is there to protect him, he does not have any weapons, even sufficient clothing. He is just sitting and sitting and sitting. How he has attained such fearlessness? So this is possible by this yoga practice. And one who is always, not sometimes, always in this state, he is liberated. So very, very difficult. So this much. So this is what the rishis were doing. And then there was disruption in their sadhana. Some apsara has come, some other disturbances there and they got disturbed. So then Lord Krishna recommends an easy process by which all these things, gymnastics, we can avoid very, very easily. So what is that process? That Lord Krishna explains now in the last verse. The last verse of every chapter is very, very important in the Bhagavad Gita. So here Krishna tells, so, uh, need not follow all this elaborate process for attaining peace. Simply do this thing. Bhoktaram yagya tapasam sarvalokum aheshwaram. Suridam gyatva gyatvamam shantim rachati. So, please read the translation very carefully. The sages knowing me as the ultimate purpose of all sacrifices and austerities, the supreme lord of all planets, and demigods and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attain peace from the pangs of material miseries. So ultimately what after doing this dhyana, this meditation, what you are supposed to attain, you are supposed to come to this knowledge. So then the process of yoga becomes complete. So Krishna started explaining with karma yoga, giving up the results of your activities, then uh, transcendental knowledge after transcendental knowledge meditation he has explained and after meditation when the senses are completely silent a person rises to spiritual platform so how you can be on mental platform when you're obviously your gross senses are not engaged if your eyes are watching some movie your tongue is tasting some nice dish you cannot contemplate you cannot be on mental platform at night when a person is all the gross senses are not active he goes to dream a mental platform when the gross senses are inactive similarly the mental platform also needs inactivity so when the the mental platform is completely silent otherwise person is full of doubts when there are no doubts there is no fear there is no desire there is no anxiety and the gross senses are also silent then a person can reach spiritual platform then on the spiritual platform, this truth is realized that Krishna, three truths about Krishna are explained in this word Bhoktaram Yagyatapasam, Sarvalok Maheshwaram, and Suridam Sarvabhutanam. So, first of all, Bhoktaram means enjoyer. So, I take a lot of hardship here. Everyone has to take hardships in this material world. But all those hardships we take for myself. Why? Because I think if I take these hardships, then I am having dissatisfaction in life. And I think this dissatisfaction in life is because of some sense objects that I'm missing. I am missing some name and fame in society. So let me have some name and fame and then I think I would be satisfied. I am missing some material comforts in my life. Let me have those material comforts and I'll be satisfied. I am missing some person in my life, my better half, if I have that, then I would be satisfied. So this is called anartha or unwanted things. A person does not know why he's dissatisfied. But this is a fact. We all have some dissatisfaction in this material world. So to fulfill that dissatisfaction, to come out of that dissatisfaction, a person is endeavouring helplessly, just like a hungry person. He is eating whatever, putting whatever he's seeing in his mouth. And in this way, sometimes he puts poison in his mouth and he dies. So similarly, in the name of in an endeavor to become satisfied, a person is putting poison of independent sense of enjoyment and thus his dissatisfaction perpetually continues and rather increases. So why a person is dissatisfied is explained. So a person is dissatisfied because he has forgotten this fact, the fact that Krishna is the ultimate enjoyer and just like we are working in the company so we don't have to forget that boss is the ultimate enjoyer the company is running for his satisfaction but if i try to satisfy my boss very very nicely i automatically get satisfied he gives me that is why people work very hard but i should not forget the company is not running for my satisfaction it is running for boss satisfaction if i comply by him then i will also be so much rewarded so the entire world, all the activities are only for the satisfaction of Krishna. He is the ultimate enjoyer. And Sarvalok Maheshwaram, how he can enjoy? Because he is the proprietor. He has created everything. Everything should be for the interest of the proprietor. I am not the proprietor. Some money, wealth, any, uh, some property goes away from me, I become disturbed. So why do I become disturbed? Why do I lose my peace of mind? Because I think it is my property, but this is not fact. Here Krishna is telling it is Krishna's property. Sarvalok Maheshwaram, he is a proprietor. I have got those things and I should use this thing for the maintenance of myself. Rest, everything should be used in the service of God. And Suridam Bhutanam. now God is uh, at dawn he wants to take uh, some hafta like they would take in Mumbai sometime back. And now also they are collecting in some places. He is like uh, a big gangster who is trying to dominate us. He's telling, no, you work for my satisfaction. You do this thing. No. Then Krishna explains. This third knowledge is also very important. Suridam sarva bhutanam. Suridam matlab, best well-wisher. He is best well-wisher of all of us. He is not an autocrat. So his situation is just like that of a father. Why does a father produce kids? Or why does he uh, expand a family? That family was not existing, but then the man puts in place a family and then some children are produced. Why all those things are there? It is for his satisfaction. And if everyone in the family they work in the with the cooperation of the head of the family then they all enjoy and actually uh, the father is not willing to enjoy independently his enjoyment is in the enjoyment of the family but family should comply by him so the simple thing krishna is explaining to us this is what we forget in life so all the igno- all the unhappiness in life is simply because of ignorance of one's relationship with god Just like we have a relationship with the person, if that relationship is forgotten and a glimpse of it, all of us can see in this material world. That's why you're speaking to a devotee this afternoon. You told, yes, yes, Prabhu, I've experienced, (laughs) we all have experienced this thing. When a person falls in love, then he does not care for what is happening at the gross level and he's willing to sacrifice everything. So we have seen in movies, we have seen in real life also. So that is just a glimpse of Krishna's pleasure. That is why human form of life is so important. We can understand the concepts of spiritual life. We can get a glimpse of it. So just like here in the infatuation, which is taken as love, a person is able to attain a state of not getting disturbed by any of the upheavals. Rather, he is willing to sacrifice everything for the object of love. But suppose that person loses memory and he forgets his relationship with the object of his love, then uh, it is not possible for him to remain undisturbed by sense subjects. Again, he'll go back to have some comfort in life, eat nice things and do all that. But when he falls in love and for the satisfaction of his love, a person can forgo eating, sleeping, enjoyment, property, wealth and any association of his friends and everything he can sac- sacrifice. Hmm? So when I was outside, so I saw a movie and in that movie, uh, the actor is being glorified. Uh, why is uh, getting glorification? So people are praising that, see this person, how much sacrifice he has done. He could have done anything in life, could, could have achieved anything in his life, but he sacrificed everything for the love of his life. So nobody told him that you, you nonsense person, you have spoiled your life and you could have done so much thing. You could have done public welfare. No, love is so much glorified here, sense satisfaction. But the same activity for a person does for Krishna, he will be criticized left and right. Oh, you escapist, you nonsense person, you are not doing your duties, you are not doing for anything. But if the same person is done for a girl or a boy, oh, glorified for love, you have sacrificed. So just see, this is called no common sense or ignorance. When a person is doing that for all glorious Lord, it is difficult to digest for ordinary people because we are all envious of God. We all want to become God here. However, it is easy to understand when a person is having a relationship, when that relationship is there, he can give up everything. In a similar fashion, we need not fit things left and right. And we already have a relationship with God. That is why Prabhupada, so then then I realized, oh yes, this statement is correct. Simply because of our forgetfulness of intimate relationship that we already have with God, all these problems are existing. On material platform, this infatuation is so captivating. Just imagine on spiritual level, what would be the effect of that love? So when a person by this process of yoga karma yoga, gyan yoga, dhyana yoga, finally bhakti yoga, that relationship is revealed. Then a person, just like a person who is in relationship, simply by thinking about his object of love, simply by chanting his name or her name, they are satisfied. In a similar fashion, when we revive our relationship with Krishna, simply by chanting his name, thinking of him, engaging in service and taking all the hardships for him, a person always 24 hours, he is able to remain in ecstasy. But somehow or the other, if the relationship is forgotten, then all that pleasure is finished immediately and the person falls down for material enjoyment. So thus, if we want peace in life, it is not possible by any kind of material adjustment which bring only temporary relief. We have to work hard strenuously under the guidance of a devotee who has revived his relationship with Krishna. He is called a pure devotee, spiritual master. So if we follow Srila Prabhupada very, very nicely and uh, under his guidance very strictly we do sadhana bhakti it is like following the prescription of doctor we have to be very very strict very disciplined then we will also be able to revive this relationship and understand oh krishna is the supreme proprietor i am his family member and i have this relationship with him and all my activity should be only for his enjoyment so then we will attain peace And even if we have not attained that, this is the way of doing it. So whenever we are doing any activity, please think by this activity, I will be satisfied or Krishna would be satisfied. If Krishna is satisfied, let me be dissatisfied also. Arjuna took all dissatisfaction for the satisfaction of Krishna. Who is satisfied by killing his family members, killing his own father, grandfather? Arjuna did that. Who is satisfied by killing crores of people? Even a person who was having a stone heart like Ashoka, his heart also got melted by seeing so much of killing. And thus he left everything, renounced fighting for good. But uh, the Pandavas, especially Yudhishthira Maharaj and all of them, pure devotees having a soft heart, they did not budge an inch for such killing because Krishna told it is necessary, this killing at this point of time. So for the satisfaction of Krishna, they were doing so much of killing. And uh, they took so much of personal discomfort. So we have to also follow similar thing in life. Yes, such test we will not be put to that is meant for advanced devotees. But in any decision in life, please never think about your material thing. We have seen enough, isn't it? It does not satisfy. Think how I can, how Krishna is satisfied by this decision. And always think I am not the proprietor of my property. Krishna is a proprietor. And please do not get scared by following the instructions of Krishna. Krishna is declaring he is a well-wisher also. So simply if a person keeps these three things in mind, Krishna is the enjoyer of all the activities. My family is there. They are not following my instructions. So let me part my ways with them. No. So then you're thinking you are the enjoyer of your family. No, you're not the enjoyer. The enjoyer of family is also Krishna. Family means a group of people who are living together simply for the satisfaction of Krishna. So if a person has to work also and a person has to cook also and take care of children, how it is possible? So a group of people, they come together, they divide their roles. Okay, you take care of children. I will go out and work. You cook and offer to the Lord. I'll arrange other things for the Lord. In this way, they are engaging in the service of Lord. And then you need more devotees for the pleasure of Krishna to spread this knowledge. Then a nice devotee child is produced for the satisfaction of Krishna. So a family is a small institution in which people come together for satisfaction of krishna so if you think family is now there as we think for my satisfaction then there would be no peace there would always be fight and chaos and if you make krishna the center of coming together then there would be peace if you are working in your office and you think it is for your satisfaction uh, so you would be dissatisfied sometimes the work is not